Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Kenny, and we're here for another episode of Wuxia Weekend to discuss Painted Skin, The Resurrection, a 2012 film directed by Wu Ershan, starring Zhu Zun, Zhao Wei, Chen Kun, and Yang Mi. This film is about a, uh, a fox demon seeking to become human and a disfigured princess struggling with love versus duty. Uh... That's the bare-bones description. We're going to get into the overall uh, synopsis of the movie and talk about it. But first, I just wanted to get both of your reactions to the film. I know that we started with the sequel, which is a little bit odd, uh, and we will get to part one at some point. But uh, what, was your, what were your thoughts on this film? I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I- more of a fantasy than like a than than you know Wuxia movies, right? And I really enjoy sort of the 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 way the um they portray the dilemmas of the human side versus the demon side, and you know we, we all of the characters in the movie are very well, except the the antagonist, the barbarian tribe who are just playing weird. Um, the 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 other actors and actresses, the the other characters in the movie were very uh, sympathetic. I thought like you could really appreciate why um. Xiao Wei, the fox demon, wanted to become uh, a human, and yeah, you get to see um, Princess Jing uh, tied down by all these obligations when all she wanted was uh, was to you know be free with with uh, her loved one. Um, and there's also like all sorts of um, considerations on you know the appearances and how important they are, and like yeah, I I enjoyed the movie overall. I also enjoyed the movie. It was a little um, different than what I'm used to. Um, I like the fantasy aspects of it, and I like the messages uh, that it sent. Uh, that you know, beauty is only is not only skin deep. You have to see what's on the inside of a person. Um, I love the love triangle aspect of it. Um, I thought it was a really good movie that just mixed fantasy with a lot of realism and it was grounded in some ways but fantastical in others but it was a really good movie yeah and i mean and obviously i agree i've I've, I've mentioned this in the past but i think this is a really good film i prefer this one to the to the original actually uh the original is much closer to the original story but this one i think it, it number one i like the way that it looks which is always a big thing for me and i love the the music and i love the uh, I love all of the other elements that you guys were talking about. Sort of just this, it really gets into the fantasy sort of you know uh, territory of things, and it's kind of reminiscent. There was another movie, I think it was called Sorcerer and the White Snake, which was like a take on uh, the Madam White Snake story, and that's also quite interesting. But this one seemed to have some very similar patterns in terms of the characters and the relationships but i thought this one was more effective than that one i think largely because the acting you had you have i think you have a lot of good actors uh especially in the female roles in this film um so you know let's get into the the just the overview of the movie uh it opens up 500 years after the first film and the fox demon from that movie has been trapped in ice and a bird demon is attracted by her face and releases her and the 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 ice shatters and we see her running in a field and this is sort of the you know if you haven't seen the first one this is your introduction to to the uh to the to the the fox demon and i I think her name is xiao wei in this one 
and the bird demon's name is Chu'er, I believe. Uh, what, what did you guys think of that opening? It's very CG heavy. Did it work for you guys? Was it? Did it uh, have any problems? It worked for me. It drew me right in. Um, a beautiful woman being encased in ice and a, this little bird pecking at the ice until she's free. It was just like, hmm, I wonder what the connection between these two are going to be. Um, I was thinking maybe the bird was going to be a male bird and a love story would develop from there. But of course I was wrong. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I liked the blue. Blue is one of my favorite colors. I like the bluishness of the whole scene. This whole movie has got a blue tone to it, I think. There's a very aqua blue feel throughout the whole movie. There's a lot to do with water and um, kind of like the essence of life, I guess. Um, it just really was... I don't know. Very blue. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to describe it. There were some scenes which I thought were quite red in nature as well, but I don't know if that's just the... There were definitely lots of blue involved when whenever you know, um, Xiao Wei was on screen and um, you know, all the effects were definitely blue and themed around water and ice and... Um, and you know, there are several iconic scenes in the movie. For example, where the uh, where Princess Jing throws herself off a cliff after being rejected by uh, the general, um, and, and that was a very striking scene for me. And but I don't know, like uh, the scenes where she's not present, it, it feels like it's a very there's a there's a sort of red filter sometimes. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely noticed the the I definitely saw a blue filter, but but I do remember there being some red, especially in the wedding scene. The, when she, you know, which you know, for obvious reasons, there's red, but they really sort of emphasized her red gown, and everything kind of did feel red in those moments. Um, and there were other scenes too that were like gold, black, and white. Um, so I mean, there were there were I think there were a few color schemes being used here. Um, but but it's it's it, it's interesting because it's it's it, it, we just came off of all those uh, those Zhang Yimou movies that use extensive color like this but this this does something similar but it feels so different the way that it does it um and then so the next scene is presumably months later because they're in a caravan of some kind it's not totally clear what this is exactly yet but they're in a caravan and she's in the this uh what looks almost like a, a yurt or some kind of tent that's on wheels and she's she's with a man and takes his heart and the bird demon, you know, is a little bit disappointed with the results and mentions that they've been doing this for quite some time. And uh, when are they going to find a man who will give his heart willingly, uh, which is sort of her over uh, her overriding goal over the movie. She's trying to find a man who can give her his heart willingly so that she can transform into a human because the the ice that she escaped from is still chasing her. Um so, you know, I, I don't want to go over every single scene in the movie like this, but w th this one was kind of important. Did you, did you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I didn't really think it was relevant. It would be relevant again, but, <laughs> yeah, obviously the ending of the movie proved me wrong otherwise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. Um, yeah, one of, the, one, so one of the, 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 the key events is that she actually finds a willing victim in the form of uh, the princess, um, but 
it's funny because she went from like uh, the, the the fox demon went from the angle that she must find a man to willingly give his heart to her, you know, rather than finding a person, you know, mm-hmm. like how she sort of made made the assumption that it has to be a man that she'd have to trick into giving his heart to her. And, and she than... even she even thinks Princess Jing is a man when she first meets her. So it's or at least that was my impression. I could be wrong. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that does bring us to the next scene, which is, uh, you know, and, and this is sort of a stage thing where, where obviously they're, they're using, the demons are using some kind of magic to make it look like Xiao Wei is being a- attacked by these men in black and Princess Jing rides in and we don't know this e- at this point, but the reason that she's riding here and that she's on the road is because she's supposed to be married to the Prince of Tianlong and she decided not to go to the marriage because she's in love with the general and and so she saves Xiao Wei and they ride off to an encampment and you know during the night uh this is when we get the first sort of glimpse of that ice coming after Xiao Wei as she's playing the pipa and and this is also during the scene where she and uh Chu Er realize that Princess Jing has an exceptionally warm heart and that it can stave off the effects of the uh of the ice so she she agrees to enter into uh princess jing's service as a as like a court musician and servant um and i don't know i thought i thought the fight scene in this was pretty interesting i thought there was a lot of uh you know interesting stuff going on during the the pipa scene did you guys have any thoughts on this one no, I did think that the fight scenes in this movie, you know, as few as they were, were actually very well done. Like they're all very like stylish fighting scenes, as yeah. opposed to like technical. Like you, you can enjoy it from a visual aspect rather than thinking, you know, te- techniques and 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 like um, the actual physical prowess of the actors involved. Like I, I, I feel like it's quite clear that none of the act- actors, the actors and actresses in the movie are are people with martial arts background. It feels like. Um, but it's it's all very well done with the CG and the uh, the wire work, I think. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. kind. Of, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say that in a movie like this, it's so fantastical at points. You need that stylized fighting uh, just to match the um, fantasy of it. Kind of gives it an even more surreal kind of feel to it but it blends in all so well if it was the grounded fighting with the um with not so much style to it and it was mostly about the forms and the shapes it just wouldn't seem right in a movie like this yeah i I thought i thought it worked really well and and it all was just visually stunning you don't yes it's 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 just how it just the, the whole look and feel of the movie really just works visually um, and this is also the scene where we get the first hint of, uh, her love for, for the general. Cause she said, uh, the, the, the fox demon in order to, to persuade her to get off of a cliff so that she'll be closer to her. She sends a scorpion into her armor and it bites her and she falls down and gets knocked out. And, and she says, Hua Xin. And then we go to the, the next scene, which is uh, white city. And this is where most of the action of the movie takes place. It's, it's, it's some kind of border town. And we'll get into this later, but it's becoming very clear once you get to White City that this is kind of a very vaguely historical movie, possibly set in an, not even historical China. It, they, they, don't really, they don't mention uh, what the empire is by name, and Tianlong seems to be 
some kind of uh, fabrication for the purposes of the movie. Um, and all we know is that this border town is fairly close to Tianlong. And this is where the general is stationed. And so she goes to stay with him. And this is also where we meet Pang, the demon hunter, who is busy sort of telling kids about uh, demons. And he explains that the reason that they have to eat human hearts is because they don't have any hearts of their own. And there's also an important scene in, at this moment where uh, General Hua uh, shoots uh, an arrow uh, while closing his eyes in order to, to get a coin that's in, inside a jar that's been thrown into the air. And this is another one of those things that comes back later in the movie. Um, but importantly, when she arrives, uh, General Hua meets with her and he, do he, he, he pours wine on his head before he goes to meet her. And he almost deliberately doesn't make a good impression. And then you start to get glimpses of this background that they have when she was young and he was her personal guard. And she asked him if he if he liked her, and he didn't answer. And then she ran into a forest and was attacked by a bear, which he had to kill. But not until the bear had scarred her face. And and so, uh, you know, one of the important ca uh, characteristics of Princess Jing is that she has a uh, this golden face plate covering uh, the portion of her face that was was mauled by the bear. Um, and you know, so uh, you know, they have a meeting, and she 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 tells him the month and the year that they last they last saw each other and uh, the, uh, they have a feast together and during the feast uh, Zhao Wei dances and it's at this point that she enchants the general and you know I, I, I'm going to pause it here to talk about it a little bit because I know that there's, I covered a lot just now but any thoughts on, on any of those sections of the movie? And then, uh, like one comment I have, like for the overall for the the fortune teller character, is he didn't feel really necessary. And I don't know if, um, yeah, he's introduced, he's given a, a lot of uh, focus, and it feels like, and um, and uh, yeah, he does have a few key moments, but other than that, like I feel like everything that he that he did, he did could have been just done by Chua. Okay. If that makes sense, like. He wasn't strictly necessary. In fact, his existing caused a complication um, towards the, the climax of the movie. But but I will say his relationship with Chu'e was important for her as a character. Like she kind of has this romantic relationship that develops with him, and it's kind of like a it's like a pale imitation of 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 Zhao Wei's experience because she's still sort of experiencing all these things for the first time, and. And so I, I think that it's it's kind of a way of of getting this this um, this other this other romance into the story. Uh, but I don't know. I like what what did you did you what did you think of of did you think Chua's character would have been as effective if she didn't have that relationship with the demon hunter? Yeah, I mean. I, I, she would have done exactly what she would have done anyway. I mean, she would have tried to rescue, um, you know, her, her sister, you know, the fox demon, uh -huh. uh, if she found out that she was about to be sacrificed. Like, she would have gone to tell the general, probably. Okay. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Like, it... It's 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 a nice little side story thing, and I I, I really like Chua and and uh, and Pan's sort of interactions with each other, and how you know there's sort of like there's the yeah you know, like you said there's like a secondary love story going on there, which I thought was quite sweet, and um, they had quite a bit of chemistry together. But um, 
at the same at the same time, like it, it, you know, I, I already said that. I don't feel like it would have been any different if it was just Chua doing all of the things okay. that that I mean, did. I think from a purely functional perspective, you're probably right. I think I think his main utility is that he kind of gives us information about demons that could, you know, like he's an easy way for them to hand us info. Um, yeah, I kind of my experience with this film is that I really like the way that that story is kind of woven. Like, you, the way that they edit the scenes were... I feel like the movie would have felt very different if we didn't have those moments with him and her in between some of the other scenes. It kind of gives it gives the movie a bigger feel for me. But um, but also, I think they I think Yang Mi almost steals the show with, with Chua. And... And uh, except for the fact that, you know, the, the other the other two actresses are also very good in those roles. And so it, it, it all kind of balances out. So I, I for that reason, I kind of like having her little love story with the with the demon hunter um, because she has a lot of really good moments. But but I don't know. I mean, it's 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 definitely I, th- I think I think I think you can definitely make a strong case, though, for what you're saying. Um, I. I like their little love story. I think it kind of um, is the mirror or not mirror image, but direct opposite of what um, uh, the Fox demon is trying, trying to get is what uh, Chuer actually has with Pang. So it was kind of like a reverse image of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, yeah, is... no, I, I know what you mean because, like, in that scene, like later in the movie when Chuer dips his blood on her hand and she she experiences pain for the first time, she mistakes it for love because she's the the other demon told her that 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 she basically said like you know love is is painful and so she she's all excited that she can feel this this pain for the first time and then and then Zhao Wei kind of reprimands her for for interpreting this little burn as as this deep <laughs> sort of human experience of love um and and so i don't know i i like i like the interplay that arises as a result of all that um and i think i i feel like it is kind of a mirror it also is kind of a somehow it kind of ties things to the first movie a little bit too because it you get the sense of history through the like like Chua is sort of looking at this new, uh, and and because because of that, she's able to have these uh, these dialogue exchanges with Zhao Wei that that give people who haven't seen the first movie a better sense of what happened before. I think and what her like what's motivating her. Um, but uh, but then after the you know so so at the feast. Uh, uh, Zhao Wei enchants the general and she sits in his lap and they begin to kiss and this enrages Princess Jing and she scolds her the next day and um, and then she uh, you know she she uh, um, is you know having the general wait outside uh, uh, sort of like a, as penance Um and then we get a scene where, uh, where Chua, this is, and, and I guess this ties to what we were talking about, where Chua is accosted by by two men who try to take advantage of her, and Pang steps in, and she's about to kill them when he steps in, and 
the and and Pang steps in and kind of tries to to sell them some medicine to distract them and he ends up getting beaten up really badly and then she takes one of their hearts and Pang realizes that she's a demon and she roars and disappears and so uh so we you know we, that's sort of the beginning of the uh the relationship that we were talking about with them and then we have the scene on the beach where General Hua and uh Zhao uh I, I'm sorry uh Princess Jing are talking about their past and she gives him his dagger from when he was the royal guard and she explains that and it's a gorgeous dagger it's made out of gold and it's got gems on it and she says that she's been putting gems on it every winter since he's been gone and there's only one spot left for a gem and this is where we start to get the details in flashback form of the bear attack that left her scarred and 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 she is basically saying to him during the scene that she wants to be with him, that they can go run away together, and that nobody's seen her face, but she'll give him permission to look at her face. And it's at this point that he hesitates, and he says that, you know, White City is near Tianlong State, and he has to protect her. He doesn't want to make the same mistake he did before. And, uh, you know, he says that they belong to two different worlds, and and basically he will not be with her. And, and so this is sort of the beginning of the thing that really drives her to the, ex, to the extremes that she goes to later in the movie. Um, so I don't know, any, any thoughts on that scene? That was kind of an important one. I, I like how the actors did it there because you could really see the emotion on their faces. Like, you, you can see, like, he, he really wanted, um, or, um, General Horshin really wanted to take the mask off and accept the princess's love and they can run off together but he he he's struggling with his inferiority complex you know that that he is a lowborn and that he's not worthy of her and um, he probably feels a lot of blame himself as well for the scarring on her face and he can't forgive himself for it and i i feel like that came across with the acting very well there i i agree with kenny and i just wanted to add that you know they're both torn between duty what they have to do and what they really want to do and that emotion is so heavy on that scene that you can tell that they really want to be together but for him especially duty his duty is to protect her and he didn't do it the first time with the bear and so now he's sworn that he's never going to make that mistake again he's got to be a man and do his duty and he can't let his emotions get involved. So, you know, and that just throws her off the edge because now she's thinking that uh, it's definitely the scar on her face that's kind of pushing him away. She doesn't realize that it's his sense of duty to protect her and how much he really loves her. And he didn't do that the first time. So there's a lot of emotion and conflict going on in just their expressions, but there aren't very many words said to that effect, but you can feel it. And and this is all kind of being engineered by Zhao Wei, the fox demon, because she she enchanted him for this purpose. She's she wants she wants Princess Jing to believe that the scar is is a barrier to to, to him and her being in love. And and it and it's interesting because it, it, this is that moment where if he if he and she had done something differently in this scene none of the horrible things that unfold later on would unfold but but because uh because they 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 can't get over these hurdles they 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 go down a much darker course uh i'm going to skip over quite a few things just because there's a lot to go over um 
But, One more oh, thing I wanted, oh, yeah, of I wanted to point out in the, in the flashback scene is that they also did the, the blindfolded arrow game. Um, uh, yeah, but with a snowboard instead. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I thought that was a, a nice little... Like, yeah, they've, they've shown it so many times that by this point, it's a Chekhov's gun. You have, it has yeah. to be relevant at some point. Right, <laughs> yeah. There, and there's a lot of that in this movie. There's a lot There's a lot of that. They do that with that. They, we also hear about the Eclipse and and then we hear about how the uh the, the Tianlong sorcerer talking to the princess about how you know uh, i think it's like in 5 days or 7 days when when their god devours the sun that they'll be able to perform a, a ritual for their prince and and this is and this is why they want to marry princess jing there's the the marriage arrangement is is uh is 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 because of something tianlong wants to do and we'll get to that when we when we get there i suppose but it's it it, it turns out to be a real interesting surprise um but uh but there's also a cute little scene with uh pang and chu er um where he uh He's he's basically telling her that he can't find any any he can't find any, any entry for her in the demon almanac that he has, and she's insisting that she's a demon. He's like, well, maybe you're just an amateur, or you're not really a demon. And she gets really angry and starts flaring her wings at him, and and then turns into a bird and pecks him, and 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 then uh, we have a scene where uh, Princess Jing. Um, uh, jumps off of a precipice and into the water and is rescued by Zhao Wei. And then when she awakens uh, next to Zhao Wei, she realizes Zhao Wei isn't human. And Zhao Wei explains that she's, you know, a demon that's been in prison for 500 years. And, and so it's kind of interesting that this information kind of comes out in a lot of movies. I feel like this would be withheld for a long time from the main character, but they kind of put it out there fairly early on. Um, And, and, it, and this is when Zhao Wei offers to trade skins. And she says to Princess Zhang that, you know, men only see women's beauty and you, you no longer look like you did before. Um, and then, you know, Zhao Wei, uh, sorry, Princess Zhang asks her if, uh, if she can get rid of her scar. And she says, well, demons can paint their faces however they like, but you're only human. Um, but she offers to lend her her beauty. And uh, this enrages Princess Jing because she says, I'm a princess of this empire and I cannot seduce a man on borrowed beauty. Um, but she ultimately persuades her to, to trade skins so that she can see, see what uh, General Hua's real feelings are. And so then we get this transformation scene that, that, number one, it reminds me a lot of the movie Hellraiser, but it also reminds me it gets dangerously close to being like a luxury car commercial at times. But I, but I say that as a compliment. I don't say that. But you know what I mean. There's like the because because we're getting because she's in this pool of water and she's getting all these flashbacks of things that happened to her. And one of them is a fish in a bowl that's all black and white except for the goldfish falling onto the ground. And then a, 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 an image of an old man putting her uh, golden faceplate on. And then scenes of the bear attack. And uh, it's it's very well shot though, um, but it's also very unnerving because she literally has her skin peeled off, um, in the in the most beautiful seductive way. But she's still having her skin peeled off by by this fox demon, and and they trade skins, and she goes to General Hua, and she learns that basically he she doesn't know he's enchanted, and that's the reason why this is. But she learns that he's in love with with the fox demon um 
so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys what you thought about some of those scenes, just because those were some pretty important things. Yeah, I I, I sort of like the the way they went they kept that ambiguous in the dialogue here as to whether the fox demon was good or bad. Like, it, yeah, it, we get the sense that obviously she she's tempting her. Um, but at the same time, she's also quite honest with what's going on. Like she's not like sort of not like a demonic pact or anything. She's not trying to hide small print somewhere yeah. and like screw her over. Like she's she's quite yeah straightforward with oh I am a demon and like yeah we, we can trade skins. But um, and you know and later on when she when she when she talks about the whole um, trading hearts thing as well, like she was very uh, upfront with what she wants. So. It was starting to get to see like a hint of the the fox demon. You know, isn't it ha- has her own goals and motivations, but she's not um, a terrible person, as it were. No, that's yeah. True. It, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It it seems like every movie has to have some kind of villain in it, and right now she's kind of the closest thing to a villain, but she's really an honest villain. So you can't really fault her because she does tell you everything up front that you need to know, except for the part about the general being enchanted. That's the only thing that she's holding back. But, you know, you don't... Well, I kind of felt that she was evil until the real evil enters the picture later on. Um, And then, you know, my feelings change and I feel really sorry for her that she has to do all this stuff to become a human. And I thought Pang was fake for the longest time, that he really wasn't a demon hunter. I just have to throw that in there. And um, I just thought it was, I don't know, for some reason I thought he was going to be fake the whole way through. He kind of was fake. It's just that he really did come from a line of demon hunters, and so his blood was deadly to demons, which proves catastrophic for him. Um, Right. But... Uh, but, but still it was, and also we learned he wants to become a demon. Like that's his life goal here. He, he's, he's really not interested in being a demon hunter when he, when he, when he, he has a conversation with, with Chua where he asks to be introduced to the Fox demon and, and she's immediately suspicious. And I think she's already sort of starting to fall in love with him. And so she's jealous because Fox demons are, you know, they're, they're seductresses. And so she asks him why he wants to meet this fox demon he says oh it would be great to be a demon i can do whatever i want and i can live forever and and that's kind of a lot of humans say that during the movie that you know the demon life is a carefree existence um but i think with uh with Zhao Wei, the the thing that's sort of important here is that if she if she doesn't do this she's going to get imprisoned in ice again which is a pretty horrible situation to be in so you know i I, in a way a lot of what she's doing is very understandable and even the heart the consumption of the heart is so that she can survive um but in the first movie she did sacrifice herself for the love of the of of the couple so you know she she you know in, in a way i think the danger for her in this movie is regressing um and so it's it's but it's a morally gray film i think i don't i feel like there's there's a not really a stark difference between the 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 demon world and the in the human world in this one um and i also like that we've glossed over some of the morality issues of you know they've obviously killed people for their hearts and we just sort of you know just skip that part <laughs> but 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 kenny how how many animals do we kill to survive on you know like yeah that's the, i mean it's not it's not good it's not right and as a human i'm outraged that she would she would consume their hearts but she's 
she's she's doing it for survival like what else is she gonna eat you know um but i would feel better if she only took the hearts of evil men well and that's what and i was I know wondering about but the thing is look at the look at whose heart she went after the only person we saw her eating was was the the prince of tian long and we learn all kinds of crazy things about about them so you know I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I I I I, th I think I think there is possibly a suggestion that she's at least being somewhat discriminant in who she eats. Um, but but yeah, she still is killing people. Um, yeah, because it's funny because towards the end of the movie, when um, well after the the, the heart exchanges happened, and um, I don't know, we should, we should call her Princess Jing at that point. Uh, she starts to freeze because she doesn't eat any hearts, right? Um, and I, I I wasn't really sure if that was tied to the not eating heart thing or if it was the curse catching up to her thing. I don't know. I think I think the logic of that got a little bit ethereal towards think, the end. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure because I was trying to fall because the only times that the the ice showed up is when she played the music. Those were the two times that the ice really came after her, and so I was curious if the, like what's the what's the mechanism that causes this to happen? Is it like when she's when she's sort of like just at ease and not really uh, not projecting her will in some way? Like what's why is it only coming when the music is being played? But uh, but yeah, I, I think I think that was just a product of because remember she said your skin will flake off and and all this yeah. stuff. I think that's what she, that's what was going on. Is she was just she 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 needed to eat another heart. Um, but I think the the frost was something that would just come and get you regardless. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, she so she she leaves though with confirmation that uh, he he is he he. And it's enchanted love, but he's in love with the the fox spirit. And they have a, a fight on the beach, uh, what, which results in them uh, kissing underwater. And and then we get a glimpse of Tian Lung on the move. Uh, they're coming because they're angry that she has skipped out on the marriage. And and then we have uh, uh, the scene that I was just talking about, where Peng is sort of explaining to Chu or how a sparrow takes 570 years to become a spirit uh, a spirit and a snake 820 and a fox a thousand years and then he says that a fox is the closest thing in nature to a human and he asks to meet the fox spirit and he that explains that he wants to trade places with her and it's in the course of this conversation that we learn about the life transformation ritual that occurs during the eclipse and um and then uh princess jing attacks uh zhao wei and we see her skin split open and then reseal. And it's a pretty obvious that she can't be harmed with normal weapons. And she says to Princess Jing that, you know, if you, if you want to be close to him again, you better not destroy this because that's your only chance. And, uh, and then Prince Hua arrives and she orders him to kill Zhao Wei. He refuses. And, uh, and she's only ordering him to do so because she wants him to see what her real nature is. She knows he's not going to actually kill her. Uh, big fight breaks out. She just she basically kicks him through the room, and and then she, uh, Princess Jing and the general begin this enormous brawl that is uh, d does a lot of property damage, but it's interrupted when a bunch of officials arrive, and uh, they they want to discuss the marriage arrangement. Um, so, any thoughts on that fight scene? By the way, 
Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, the the fight the scene was a little bit misleading for me because I I saw like a smirk on the general's face throughout the whole thing, and I feel like he sort of knew that um, that somehow the princess and Xiao Wei had swapped places. I, I you know obviously we find, we find out that's not true, but that I had that impression there because he recognized the way you know she was holding the dagger mm. and maybe uh, and maybe from the martial arts as well like he he would have uh, recognized uh, her, her style or whatever and, and the way she talks and the mentions of the flowers and all of that might have been enough to clue him uh, into the fact that um, you know that something strange has happened and he had and and that Princess Jing and the, and, the, and um, and Xiao Wei had somehow managed to swap. But, yeah, that was just a bit of a red herring for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that... Uh, I, I didn't catch the smirking, but I did I did definitely Either. notice... Yeah, but what was that, Dion? Me either. I, that completely blew by me. But I did think that he kind of knew that they swapped places because of what Kenny said about the martial arts and the way she held the... The dagger and the um, smell of the flowers and all that. I thought that that was all leading up to him knowing, but I never even caught the smirk. Yeah, like, he, he was all very, like throughout the, the the whole time he was being pummeled by the princess. Like he he had this like sort of strange expression on his face, which was like half smiling and like half accepting. Uh, like, okay, whatever. You you do you, princess type of thing. <laughs> so. So then we, we, we get the scene where um, where Pang and Chua are talking, and he explains the origins of humans as he understands it, is that Fuji created humans with his own blood to hunt demons. And that's when he explains that his lineage is from, uh, you know, the long line of demon hunters, and his blood is is uh, deadly to demons. And so Chua, uh, conv- you know, pokes him in the hand and puts his blood on a brush and then puts it on her hand, and it sizzles, and 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 she. It's like it looks like it's eradicating her flesh. It's like a. It looks like a firecracker going off, and she rushes out to tell Zhao Wei about the experience. And Zhao Wei, uh, you know, says it's just a small burn. Don't pretend to know anything. And Chuar says, I know for sure. And then we get this really striking moment where she, where where Zhao Wei looks right into the camera, and she says, Do you have a human temperature and a heartbeat? Can you smell flowers? Can you tell the color of the sky? Have you shed tears? Is there anybody in the world prepared to die for you? And she's very intense while she's saying this. And I, I like this scene because, number one, it kind of give, it gives you a window into her motives, into what's sort of driving her. But it also tells you a lot about how, how, they ex, how you're expected to sort of understand how demons see the world. Like, like the whole line about can you tell the color of the sky was a very odd one. Like the like, are, are we to assume that demons don't see the blue of the sky? Uh, you know, like what, you know, things Our like. Fox is colorblind. Well, that's, that's what I'm what wondering I was about. Thinking. That, no, but that's what I'm wondering about. Are they are they are they incorporating that into the mythology? Um, because that's recent information. Do you know what I mean? That's like before when these stories were written. That's not information that that was I think known at the time. So it's 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 interesting to see it incorporated into it like that. And then when she actually does become the demon and she's looking at the world, she's kind she is seeing it kind of like, uh, like she can see all of like everybody's heart beating bright red and everything else is kind of a dull gray. Um, so, so I thought that was interesting. Cause they're just like, a, you know, she can't smell the flowers. 
she can't shed tears. So like clearly like the the lack of a heart that these demons have is also more significant as well in terms of they're like they're 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 not experiencing you know like a lot of the emotions and sensations that we experience um and 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 i think that's what you know that's clearly what Zhao Wei is longing for here um and so you know eventually uh the Tianlong uh army arrives and i think this scene is very 300 the way that it happens they arrive on like a rollout platform drawn by slaves and they demand that the uh that princess jing uh you know make good on her on her marriage arrangement and uh the general steps outside and just on his own decides to take on like a hundred thousand men and he and he belittles them saying you know are you gonna are you gonna fight me one-on-one are you gonna fight me a hundred thousand on one and so they kind of take him up on his offer. They start sending him guys one at a time to fight. And the first guy he fights is this big, giant, massive guy with a huge axe. And then he fights the wolf slaves. And and then they get fed up and they decide to fire a volley of arrows at him. And his number two guy, who's who's quite, you know, uh, big, uh, stands in front of him and takes all of the arrow fire and dies. And then Princess Jing steps up on the on the edge of the wall and says that, you know, she'll, she'll, she'll make good on the marriage in three days. And, um, I don't know, that was a pretty, I mean, it's an important scene, so we should probably talk about it, but like the, the fight scene at the city wall, any, any thoughts on that one? It was really strange because I, I mean, I guess the, the, the thing that struck out at me were the three, the, the four, I can't remember, the, four. the, the wolf, the wolf, four, boys. wolf, the wolf boys. Yeah. So that was quite strange. And they doused them in like, I assume it was out, not gasoline, the alcohol in those day and age, <laughs> uh, before sending them off at him. And I was just like, that's a really strange. Uh... Well, even, even the music changed when they arrived. The music became an electric guitar all of a sudden. And up until here, we've only had pipa harpsichord and piano and like romantic sounding music and then we get like something that's hard rocking music yeah this was like this was like out of uh, um patrick swayze movie type soundtrack do you know what i mean it was like it 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 just it was it was it it just kind of sounded different than the rest of the film i don't so what i want to know is what do you guys think of the wolf slaves yay or nay like was it a like what was your response to them i thought they were pretty cool i mean it, it this is a movie with fox demons and stuff. Like, I can accept that some pe- that, that that they could have t- taken some slaves and trained them to the point that they become rabid, uh, <laughs> you know, feral beasts as opposed to you know the warriors. Even the even the, the like the actual warrior they sent against um, the general was he's huge. pretty beastly. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, he's he, huge. He's huge beyond what a human is normally capable of. I think he was like. Like, in any other movie, you would assume he's an ogre or something by his size. Yeah, I was definitely agree with that. I was wondering if it was a real person or if it was CGI, because he was just too too massive to be real. And then the, the wolf slaves, it was like, yeah, it was like... Well, the way they crawled around was just too wolf-like for me. I thought it was crazy, but I thought it was cool that they would uh, have that in there with all the fox demons and everything running around. So it was cool, but strange. And Tian Lung, they are like, like apparently they are some kind of wolf tribe because the princess has like a wolf pelt on and there's a lot of like references to wolves and 
and and even the name of the country means heavenly wolf oh is that what it means okay t- okay yeah or celestial wolf depending on how you want to interpret okay. it so 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 yeah so it all fits together then and it's interesting too because they kind of are like the first time he neglected his duties and princess shing got hurt it was a bear and now it's a wolf but it's like it's a country but it's basically like a similar type of threat um and so so yeah i i i like the wolf slaves but it's very it's a very bizarre thing and i feel i really feel like they were inspired by 300 when i see those scenes when was Uh, 300 out 2006 or something Oh, okay. Oh, whoa, that was a while back. I mean, it might. I don't remember the exact. I saw it when it came out in the theater, so I, I know it was around that time. It was back when like UFC stuff was really big, and so like if you yeah. look at all the fight styling and the, like the the style of the fights in the in in three hundred, it's very Muay Thai. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, I I thought that they were drawing on that, and and um. And so we get the uh, you know the next scene, which is Zhao Wei is singing uh, with her pipa again, and the frost comes in and it actually freezes her, and Princess Jing has to save her, and she melts away the frost, and then she she offers her again the opportunity to to trade places, but this time she's going to have to give her her heart, like she needs to, she needs her to willingly give over her heart, and this is the scene where she really kind of transparently explains what the exchange would entail and what the risks would be. And it's like you were saying, she's she's not like trying to be deceptive about it. She's being totally upfront about, look, you could get trapped in the ice. You could wander around like a ghost searching for, you know, humans hearts to eat. You know, you, you're not going to be human anymore. There's all these, you know, she she explains all the downsides to her. Um, and so then we have the second skin changing scene, except in this one, she actually takes out her heart. And and that's the sort of. That's the way that she is transformed. She she loses her heart and changes skins, and and the next morning, uh, Zhao Wei as Princess Jing walks out and smells the azaleas and experiences the world through human senses. And you just get this sense that she is really like experiencing these things for the first time. And then Zhao Wei, um, as uh, I'm sorry, uh, Princess Jing as Zhao Wei goes to General Hua and. And they have sex, and it is not, I think, the romantic kind of. Uh, 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 it wasn't making love. Yeah, it was say. not making love. Yeah, it was. It was very. He was. He was doing his best not to look her in the eyes, and I think it was because, again, he's enchanted, and he's not. Um, uh, he, I, I, you know, he says later in the movie, his heart belongs to her, but his eyes were drawn to 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 Zhao Wei and now she has Zhao Wei's skin so it it's it you know there's a uh conflict going on inside of him um that's that's, that's interesting to me because like if he knew that the princess had swapped skins with someone would he still love her I don't know I mean because the other thing is if 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 presumably because she she, she didn't just swap skins she gave away her heart so She's actually losing her soul in this process too. Do you know what I mean? Like it's uh, a yeah. like they like they're implying. I think that she's losing more than just her old body, um, and so so I don't know, I don't know. But but like, I mean, if, if if the events of the movie had like ended there, uh, and uh, the and and you know, and somehow the general found out that 
um, Princess Jing was now in the body of Xiao Wei. Like, do you think he would be able to accept that? And would he would they have um, been able to run away that they wanted to and be happy ever after? Or would so if he so with her as a demon, would he be able yeah. to? Yeah, like I, would, I, like. I think he'd have serious issues with uh, with with that because that's not the woman that he loved. I think he he loved the woman who was the general who wasn't devouring hearts, and I don't think he wants to be with with her if he knows that she's devouring human hearts. Um, so I imagine I, I mean we we try to say that what that's it's what's inside that counts, and like if other other than the whole eating hearts thing, like if she was basically the same person inside. But, but I'm saying she's not. But, I don't think she is anymore. Yeah. I think once she gives up her heart, she's actually getting rid of what's inside of her and becoming the demon. And that's why, you know, because we see her in the next scene. She goes, she, she's she's wandering around the city, pale as a ghost, looking for hearts to eat and just ravenous about it. And And she even says when he finds her there, you know, that, you know, I'll eat this heart and we can be together. You know, I'll be the most beautiful world the most beautiful woman in the world again but i won't be the princess that you loved so um i think it's a proper exchange she's giving up being princess jing to be the most beautiful woman in the world that this guy is enchanted with um but but they but they have a pretty interesting exchange because she's she basically says look i don't blame you you're only human like you you know you fell in love with 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 the uh with the the exterior and and he says no is my 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 uh i forget what he calls his eyes but like my my damned eyes basically and uh he he slices his eyes out and and the uh and the enchantment goes away and just in the nick of time because uh Zhao Wei as princess jing has decided to to make good on the marriage arrangement and she goes to tian lung and when she gets there they poison her retinue and they reveal that all they want is her heart because the prince that Zhao Wei killed at the very beginning of the movie is the prince that the princess was engaged to. And so she sees his corpse up on the platform and the princess of Tianlong and the sorcerer of Tianlong explain that they're going to tran- they're going to put her heart into him during the eclipse and that'll bring him back to life. And she goes she goes to attack the princess of Tianlong and she has no powers anymore. And so all of the other characters, the Chua Peng, uh, General Hua, and uh, Princess Jing as Zhao Wei uh, go to save her um, and make the exchange of the of the heart again, so that she can go back to normal. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of that stuff? She must have felt so like, isn't this a bleep? Because the man that I killed at the beginning is now the person who's going to take my heart. <laughs> And they're going to revive him with it. It's like everything came like full circle, you know? So it's just like she couldn't have imagined her life ending up that way, just being ended up dead and heartless all over again. It was just so shocking. I was shocked. That was a twist I wasn't expecting. Like Kenny said at the beginning of the podcast, that scene wasn't, you didn't expect that yeah. scene to come full circle at at the end. It's just yeah. no way. It totally surprised me the first time I saw it. 
Kenny, were you surprised by it, or did you suspect? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, there, there was very like uh, I, I know you mentioned that there's lots, lots of little things that um, show up, crop up in the movie and show up later on to have a big impact. But I didn't expect that. I thought that scene was just like a sort of scene setting yeah. moment, where it was like, okay, so there are demons. They eat hearts, and they try to they they, they seduce men, and they try and they eat their hearts. Okay, that's fine. But I didn't think that yeah, it would have such a key uh, impact in, in the story and you know it's it's the who the princess is supposed to marry and he was obviously he was probably on his way to, to collect the bride uh, yeah no and that's <laughs> and one of the interesting things is you know every time i watch it again i try to look for signs of that early in the film and it's nice that there are signs of it but it's just not it's so hard to pick up on that it's all it's going to be unless you're like really brilliant you're going to be surprised by it because um, he does say to her when she's killing him do you know who I am? And 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 his and his caravan definitely is reminiscent of the Tian Lung caravan. Like you can you can sort of you know you can see the similarities there. They're playing a lot of similar style music. Um, you know they they kind of play vaguely Middle Eastern music whenever the Tian Lung people are around. It seems. Um, and uh, and so I don't know. It's it's it, there there are hints of it, but it's not strong enough. I think for for the vast majority of people to pick up on. And I, I certainly didn't notice it the first time. Um, and I was genuinely surprised in a good way when I first watched the movie. Um, and so this is where we get the big final confrontation with the, the Tian Lung, uh, you know, kingdom people. And, uh, and, and also where another one of the Chekhov guns sort of comes back because we have general Hua arrive and he he's he's blind now and he's able to fire his arrows perfectly at the enemy because we know that he has this ability to to fire blind um and uh and so you know there's a, there's a big battle uh unfortunately chua uh is wounded when um when pang tries to attack the sorcerer and the sorcerer slices him with the the blade and his own blood goes on her and starts you know eating through her skin and and she gets wounded in the battle and she basically explodes and a phoenix pours from her body. Um, it's uh, so and it's not clear. I don't know. So I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But do you think she died or do you think she just changed forms and, and came back at the end? Traditionally, I don't think they die that easily. Um, so. Yeah, but based on what I sort of know from the tropes in these kind of stories, is that she uh, her her outer form broke, and that she must recultivate the energies before she can become a human form again. Is is how I'd look at it. Okay. Yeah, and I kind of thought of it as this on similar lines: the phoenix rising from the ashes. So now she's not this in insequential little sparrow demon anymore. She's now transcended into the next level. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, it, it's hard to say whether like she's actually gonna be a phoenix now or whether she's still the sparrow. Because I remember somewhere on the movie, um, Pang was sort of explaining about how uh, going through his little um, encyclopedia and going through phoenixes, and he did mention the phoenix. Yeah, so it is possible that you know she's actually a phoenix, and that you know just no, no, we we just had no idea because. To be honest, like we don't really know much about Chua. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you think about it from a sort of logical point of view, could the sparrow really break through? You know, ice that's basically a heavenly tribulation, um, that's seething. You know, a, a thousand-year-old fox demon. Like, 
it, it seems a bit far-fetched to me that you're just any old bird would be able to peck its way and, and, and free a fox demon like that it seems like it, she's obviously she, she should be a bit more than meets the eye i'd say yeah I, i'm inclined to think that's the case i think she is a phoenix spirit of some kind because the number one when she opens up like that it she's clearly like a chinese phoenix she just looks exactly like you you know she does not look like a sparrow anymore and so i think that's us seeing her true form um but what if but what if she's at the end of her sparrow period and these are her like her when she breaks the um fox spirit free from the ice is like she's those last few days are the end of her sparrow period. So his blood is what releases her to become her true phoenix. I mean, I, I guess that's possible, too. I don't know what rules they're going by here. Um, so it's I think I think everything we say is going to be speculation, but. I'm I'm inclined. I I guess I guess the explanation I like though is that she is, uh, that she's always been this phoenix and we just didn't know it. That to me is sort of it makes the character a little bit more explainable. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, there's another angle you can come at it. So from like a Shan, <laughs> okay. so like it's from, from the Shan Sha sort of like light novel angle. You know, it it, it could be that the bloodline of the Exorcist family isn't that they like kill demons they purify them okay um, traditionally speaking phoenixes are not considered demons as far as i i'm, I'm aware like de dragons aren't really demons are they no but he mentioned beasts, phoenix so... demons he did mention phoenix demons in the almanac yeah yeah so it's it's, it's hard to say like, maybe maybe but like, you're saying they... that the blood could have purified her and kind of in line with what dion is saying it sort of brought yeah. her to the um I mean, again, I, I think that's possible. I, I just, I don't know. I really like the idea that she's always been a phoenix and we didn't know from the... Um, because she, I feel like she she does mention her people. Do you know what I mean? She mentioned, like, we know she has, like, minions or something. I assume birds. And and, and the crow, and, and after she ascends, the crows come in and devour the, the, the Tianlong sorcerer um, in a really dramatic way. It kind of reminds me of like the scene in Return of Condor Heroes where we keep hearing about Yang Kong being devoured by uh, um, uh, crows, uh, except he was already dead. Um, I was thinking of the mummy um, with the scarabs and the devouring. That's true. Yeah, uh, no. It, 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 <laughs> I, I think. Well, I think they're definitely borrowing from things like that. There's a there's a the, the Tian Lung stuff. A lot of it reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as well. There was oh, sort yeah. of that, that yeah. kind of Kalima, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So then you know uh, they they take uh, Zhao Wei as Princess Jing off of the I don't know what you would call it like the cross of bones that they have her tied to. It's like a really bizarre display of it, it's like a sunburst of bones that she's she's tethered to. And on altar, I guess. Like it, it's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but you know what I'm saying. It's not, very. It's yeah. got a weird look, and and they they take her down, and uh, the general offers his heart willingly to Zhao Wei if she'll save the princess, and so she ends up embracing the princess and then ascending up into the sky, and then there's like this explosion of light, and then she falls down, and then she turns into Princess Jing, and based on what the demon hunter says at the end it sounds like they kind of merged in a way is that is that how you guys interpreted that or what was your yeah. reading of what happened 
I think they did merge because throughout the movie, it's sort of implied that demons are missing something and humans uh, have that something. And when you put it together, you can like some of the parts make it bigger than the whole type of thing. Like, because because after they merge, like um, we see that the Princess Jing's scar is healed as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it feels like it. You, what they've managed to do there because they're both sort of willing and 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 you know under the, the magical effects of the eclipse or whatever, they were able to fuse their souls together, um, so that they can both be alive and and experience happiness. No, and that, and yeah, the, the it's almost like a dark crystal type ending right it's like the it it it, it, it feels like it, it feels like they 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 uh they sort of completed each other in the end um i don't dion what did you think of it that i thought the same thing that they merged together and became one so we kind of um we see that the the best of both of them end up in this one person and so they both can live happy because uh, Zhao gets to experience everything that a human does, and Princess Jing gets her beauty back, and um, so they're it's they get every both of them get what they want, just all in one complete person. And um, and then we get the the scene where they're riding through the flower fields. I assume these are azaleas, but I I'm not a hundred percent sure because I don't know my azaleas well enough. But they've mentioned azaleas throughout the whole movie, so I'm. I'm gonna... <laughs> Could assume, and the general's uh, bandage around his eyes come off, but we don't see his eyes, so we don't really know. I think if he regains his vision or not. Uh, the Princess Jing, her scar goes away through the process, but I, I'm unclear on 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 what the general's eyesight fate is here. Um, and then and then the movie closes with uh, with Pang explaining what happened and seeing another sparrow and thinking that it might be Chua and then a feather drops from the sparrow and he puts it in his book and then we get the the closing credits and so that was the you know the end of the movie um I don't know any any final thoughts on the on the end of the film I I I don't know I I have a little bit of mixed feelings because I feel like it would have been better if uh if Princess Jing never healed, never got her scar healed. Mm. Um, it detracts a little bit from the message in that what's out, what's outside doesn't matter. You know, you, you should do whatever you can to get rid of your uh, your exterior imperfections. And I mean, you know, it, you've gone for the whole movie telling us that you know that, that people can love you despite your scars, and uh, it's what's inside that's important, right? And then suddenly you have to you have to cure the scar on their face before they can have a, have a happy ending, type yeah. of thing, which is a, a little bit contrary. But I, I, other than that, like I thought it was a very good ending. I mean, they stopped the a ritual. I, to be fair, like it's hard to say that the barbarian tribes were truly evil as well because they were only trying to. Yeah, everybody, everybody had their own motivations. They were trying to save their beloved prince, presumably, a bit in, in, a, in a bit of a forceful manner, of course, like kidnapping a princess, basically. But they, it feels like, like if you consider from a different, different points of view, like they could be the protagonists of their own story, um, and they're doing the right thing. Well, they're trying to save their prince, and yeah, you know, and because I feel like, uh, I mean, I know we did say that the that the sorcerer was pretty evil compared to her, but even he seemed to have, 
He wasn't just mindlessly evil. He had clear motivations that were expressed on his face when he was, when he was uh, negotiating with 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 the princess. And when he, you know, he, and 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 so he, they, they were they were invested emotionally in in seeing that. And they they went through the proper channels. They negotiated <laughs> with the kingdom to have this princess married to them, uh, to to their prince, um, and yeah. They, <laughs> And that he was he was acting loyally on behalf of of, of the Tianlan Kingdom as well. Like I, I don't know, it feels like they they did things in the right way, but you know, it was a bit unscrupulous in that they wanted to kill the princess, of course. But then again, like it's kind of yeah, it, it really was like Xiao Wei's fault that the princess dead in the first place. So the karma is a bit tangled here. <laughs> I yeah. Think. No. Yeah, I... definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, 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 I, they were, they were definitely uh, an int- They were, they, they really add a, a flavor to the to the movie that that makes it interesting. I think, I think, I think, um, you know, they were doing a lot of interesting things to it. At one point, the the princess of the of the Tianlong tribe is or a kingdom is she she's saying what they're going to do and she's saying it to the rhythm that the soundtrack is establishing like there's like a rhythm going on in the background that she's not supposed to be hearing and she's saying it to the rhythm of that soundtrack um and and so i just thought they were very this very dramatic evil tribe that had a lot of bones and a lot of a lot of dark rituals involving skulls with blood in them and uh you know they're very interesting people um and that kind of brings me to the question oh what were you gonna say that makes me question why would a king of such fine, refined elegance want his, even though she's the last daughter to get married, why would you marry her off to a kingdom that was like so bone heavy and, you know, they I- looked in comparison, they look barbaric. Well, yeah, because you know, because even when, because remember when he poisons them, he brings them all wine. And the sorcerer, he looks evil. He makes no attempt to conceal, you know, that he's a baddie. He's got like this this weird thing that sort of juts out from his robes. That's like all, I don't know how to describe it. And he's got these. Well, that dark kind robes. of reminded me of, um, oh, I can't remember the the cartoon movie where um, the. Metro Man goes into hiding, and the little blue guy um, has the, um, you know, wants to kill Metro Man. They go through all this stuff. But he had the similar collar. But that's, like, totally off the point. Well, I feel like he looks as close to a skeleton as a human can and still be alive. Right. Like, like he's just got that look. And 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 he's he's giving the guards their wine and he's got this like deliciously evil smile on his face as he's giving them the poison wine and it's just you know it's just obvious that these are evil people how much the king or the emperor knew about that i don't know but i also suspect because she's scarred like that and possibly a little bit rambunctious and difficult difficult to control he just you know figured if i have to marry one of my daughters to these people to stop them from invading I'll have it be her. Um, that you know, I think I think that might have been what was going on, um, and so I th- I think that what was I also I think that was another aspect of it is that he it wasn't just oh I'm just marrying her to cement some kind of alliance. I think they were threatening to invade if the, if there wasn't a marriage, and so uh, it was you know uh, one of his daughters or they get invaded. Um, 
and I don't know, uh, but but one one thing that I I think we do want to talk about before we go is the setting and what kind of setting this was because clearly this seems to not be historical China by the end of the movie or at least it's questionable whether it is. It's either it's either historical China and they're taking a lot of liberties, or or we're actually in another setting by this point, and and I, and there's there's a and there there is you know genre that where you know you you're where the stories start out and you're supposed to believe that you're kind of in China. And then as the story goes, it, it becomes clear you're in another, another setting. So I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? I thought that maybe white city was completely um, like on a border town between China and another country. Um, so, you know, maybe like an outpost kind of place. And once, you know, they went to the, the Tlung capital or wherever they were, it was just a completely different country. So, you know, I I don't know. I just thought of it more of an outpost kind of almost an, sort of an apocalyptic outpost um, on the Tlung side, but um, definitely still in China, but really on the far reaches of it. That was my perspective. Yeah, from from my point of view, is like it was never like in, in this movie anyway. It was never based in an an actual China. Uh, like we did get like a brief moment where they sort of pulled up a map and said like, "Oh, this is the kingdom, and we're we've got four, we've got six armies or whatever, right? Is it six armies." I can't remember. I, that that would probably be a crucial scene to examine though, for this one. Am I, am I misremembering something? Because I was like the right. North... You're probably right. I probably just failed to uh, to make proper observations during that scene. Um... And the, yeah, I think this was on the, explaining what the purpose of the White City was, and they're, they're there to hold off the the, the warmongering uh, Tianlang people. Um... But they, did they actually show us the map in that scene? Did they show us an apple? They just mentioned. That. I can't remember now. I think. I think my mind is just making uh, oh, up an, an, an image right too. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I think. Well, it's a pretty. The map is not terribly clear. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that sort of serves to hide uh, to, to reinforce that it's not actually a China thing. Uh, it's just like a a generic central kingdom mm-hmm. uh, which is also what the name of china is in chinese right the central kingdom <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by uh, various other entities yeah because all we have to go by is tianlong which you said means celestial wolf and then yeah. we have uh the king the empire that she's a princess of but all she says is this empire we never get anything really more than that um and then we have the map which is is pretty vague i'm looking at it and it's very old timey, so you know it's kind of like when you look at the um, the old the old uh, Pomponius Mela maps of uh, of Rome. It just you know it it, it could be anything, um, but I feel like they take pains to make it as vague as possible, um, and it and it feels like at the very least it's meant to be timeless in some way, uh, you know. So I so I don't know, but but I, I feel like we are definitely getting pulled into fantasy in the movie. It's 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 more it feels very fantastical both in the uh aspects of the movie itself and in the sort of vagueness of the setting um 
But uh, what genre would you guys place it in? Family in the fantasy genre. I didn't see what else it could be. Maybe it's just like, yeah. I'm not, what, what, what did you have in mind, Brendan? Like, you, you asked that because you, you could see like at least two choices, right? So what well, were your other options? Then? Well, I, I, I was just asking because I know, that, number one, I know, that, I know that when we post this, people are going to point out it's not Wuxia, which I think is a valid thing to point out. Um, but also, I feel like it sort of straddles fantasy and romance. Like this mm. feels like this feels like this could be a romance or even a soap opera the way that it's played out, like everything down to the music and the relationships that are going on. Like it's all very um, melodramatic and, and uh, emotional and sensual. And, you know, there's just, there, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here that, that sort of, it, it sort of, it just seems to stra- it, it It reminds me a little bit of, um, uh, of what was that? The book, the, the, the time of the twins the dragonlance trilogy it's kind of like that that sort of it's i'm probably going a little bit too far back here but it it it, it's sort of again i think it straddles fantasy and romance i would agree i can see the elements of all those in there yeah i guess yeah romance it's just i don't know like romance is a genre it seems like you well, I mean romance, like like the books you would see with the Fabio thing pictures on them. That kind of romance. <laughs> I don't mean like romance, like you know, when Harry met Sally or things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's all it's, it's not a rom com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a rom com. Um, no, definitely although, not if, a rom com. If you just had like a, a standalone movie of Chua and Pang, I think it could be a rom com. <laughs> yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have been even more surprising if Billy Crystal was there on the platform instead of the prince when, uh, when the marriage took place. <laughs> um, but what, what did you guys think of the, the acting of um, uh, Zhao Wei and Zhu Zun when they, cause uh, one of the things is in, this is kind of a trading places movie too, where they actually have to swap bodies and they still have to be their, their old character. Or they, they have to be the other person's character basically. Um, and, and that can always be like a hit or miss thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm really supposed to be this person, but I look like the other actor. And, you know, I was just curious how that landed with you. I felt like it worked because like, so the, the two characters, I, I feel like it wasn't, as, it wouldn't be as difficult to, to switch as you might think in this case, because it, the, they they were very clear in, in in you know in 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 the exposition like what what demons and humans differed in right what they could see like it, it's very easy I well I say it's very easy but it was fairly easy for her to portray like a sense of wonder you know she's she's rushing outside with her bare feet and like she's sniffing flowers and all that sort of stuff which I don't know and, and which you know it, it wasn't difficult for them to portray that it, it was a different person in, in that body type of thing for me and especially when she went to do the you know the assassination or when she tried to kill the princess um the the Tianlang princess mm. uh, after finding out their plot you know she she did all the, the right motions that um Xiao Wei would have done uh you know had the hands in the core position went straight for the heart like she usually does it, it, I don't know I, 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 
maybe it wasn't long enough for 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 me for me to have to try and like make a judgment on how good it was, but it, in those short, sort of snippets, it was sufficient for me to to say, oh, well, it's not difficult for them to act differently because they're. It's like saying telling a human to act like a dog or a dog to act like a human kind of thing. It's so different that they they couldn't really mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with Kenny. The time period was just so. So short because the first time, didn't she said she had like twelve hours or something? Yeah, she had twelve. So it was hours. such a small amount of time. I think if it had been over a longer period of time, like say days or even a week, it would have been kind of hard to actually assume all the mannerisms of a person. But they had very brief encounters with the other people. And like when at the end, when she was, um, when um, they had completely switched places, and she was going after the uh, Tianlong princess, she really, the princess didn't know her, and you know no one in the Tianlong camp knew her, so it would have been easy to fool them. But if um, Jang as Zhao Wei with the general had had more time together. I don't think she would have been able to fool him. It's just not enough time. Yeah. No, I think. But it works. Yeah, it was very short. I think. I think one of the things that was striking to me was that despite the shortness, I sort of got the essential characteristics of the other, like of the other character in each of the performances. Um, and I like some of the effects they use too for it. Like at one point they had uh, Zhao Wei, uh, the actress. So Princess Jing's uh, eyes were, were, were glowing to sort of let you know she's not really Princess Jing. She's this other character. Um, but it's very maddening to have to try to talk about each character when they're body swapped like that. It makes it very, very confusing, I find. Um so yeah, so I don't know any any other thoughts on the movie before we end the episode. Yeah, it would be interesting to 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 see the first one and compare it. I mean, do you have any idea like which which one of the movies were more successful, the first or the second? I think the first one was, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'd have to actually look that up. Um, they're very different movies, I feel, uh, and. There's a lot of good things about the first one that makes it different from this one. There's a lot of good things about this one that makes it different from the first one. The first one is much more like the original story. This one, I feel, just kind of takes what remained from the end of the first one and just rides with it in this wild direction. And it it, it, it sort of logically doesn't work 100%, but it doesn't matter because it really takes you into like a totally new and interesting experience. Um but I think I think it would be fun to do the first one so that we can compare them because uh, it, it is a good movie. And the first one does have Donnie Yen. And, uh, um, and I think that we could do a lot of speculation uh, on how some of the characters in that one maybe relate to characters in this one. And, um, you know, there's some interesting interesting things in there that, that we could probably talk about. So, so yeah. So, so all right. So, we're going to head out. We've been talking for a while. And... Uh, I just want to remind people that uh, Wushu Weekend, we have a Patreon page for. You can sign up, and there are different uh, different reward levels, and the reward levels will let you do things like 
uh, vote on one of the movies we do each month, vote on monthly themes, uh, make suggestions that we act, add to our backlist of movies, and so on. So, um, so we, you know, if, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, sign up, you can, you can do so, and I'll post a link. Um, and, and yeah, so w uh, we'll be back on next week with another movie, and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of other things going on this week, and until then, we will talk to you later. Mm -hmm.